Tara McGinn, President of UK and Australia, and I'm joined by Pippa Greenwood, our UK Net Zero Programme Lead. We're going to reflect on an exciting two weeks at the COP26 UN Climate Conference, including our expo showcase, key takeaways and what CGI and our members are doing just to make a difference. Hi, Pippa. Um, Great to have the opportunity to catch up with you uh, post our trip up to Glasgow to uh, visit COP26. How did you find it, Pippa? What did you think? Yeah, hi Tara, hi all. Um, yeah, it was it was brilliant to be up there. Just the momentum and the energy in Glasgow, you could really you could really feel it, um, both on the streets and also in the blue zones and green zones where the negotiations were going on. Um, it was just fantastic to also see our partners, our clients, you know, and see CGI colleagues in person, which has been a while. Um, key takeaways, I guess, for my end with COP for this COP twenty six. First of all, it really felt like a business-led COP26, so the increased role of kind of non-state actors. Did you feel that, Tara? Very much so. I, w- I was quite surprised, actually, at the number of CEOs, um, not just UK, but global CEOs who were, who were present and who had very strong uh, opinions and a desire to uh, make things better. Um, I don't think, um, having spoken to some of our UN colleagues, I don't think they've seen that before. So I think business turning up as a... They, they call us a non-state actor, don't they? But mm. um, as business, um, we uh, I feel that we've lent in uh, a lot. Um, and uh, the COP26 thing was a culmination of, of bringing together lots of clever people who genuinely wanted to make a difference. So I, I think personally that was that was the, the big difference for me from what I expected before we got there. Um, I also just didn't really think how amazing it was going to be you know going I'm lucky enough to go into the um, blue zone as you know and that was an awful lot of um, red tape to get into the blue zone but once you were in there it was just a you know kind of like a global village of of people from every country all talking with passion about this very important topic so you know I think tremendously privileged um, to be there um, but feel as though it's just the beginning rather than rather than the end Pippa it felt you know a start of something bigger. Yeah, I agree. And I know I wasn't in the blue zone, unfortunately, but amazing that you were there, Tara, to experience it. But I guess, um, bu- you know, business-led again, my first event in Glasgow was actually a side event with Aldersgate Group. Right. And I heard from cross-sector leaders and experts, um, and it was all about leadership in business and collaboration, innovation. And you could really feel the energy from the business community really wanting to drive this. Um, and I think it's helped with things like the campaigns over the past two years of Race to Zero, science-based target initiative that obviously we're part of. You can really see the push forward from the business side. So that was that was one of my key takeaways was the business. Yeah. And I, I think if I was thinking what I enjoyed most about the week, it, um, apart from obviously um, the going to the Blue Zone, our own event in our office where we invited our uh, green tech partners um, into the office with us and we had some of our own technology as well and we had that little showcase um, and invited our clients to come in and and just experience the art of the possible and what technology can do to help them with their own personal race to zeros I found that very uplifting yeah um, and I know quite a lot of our clients who came actually came again as well so they you know, they went back and got their colleagues and came back to have a look at some of the tech because they thought well this is really useful I could use this in my day-to-day um, so I think we were we did well to to have that event, um, and you know I know the team did a lot of work to organise that. But I think our, you know the, the relationships we've got with with the green tech partners will that's just the beginning as well, isn't it, Pippa? I feel that we'll grow that and we'll perhaps add more into that partnership as well, and have more of a, a vibrant green tech ecosystem um, where we can take 
these fantastic little companies to our clients. Definitely. Yeah, that's only the start of it. I think it's a really strong statement for our clients to have the ecosystem. Um, And then I guess just to finish the other key takeaway I had on the COP26 was really the increase. I don't know whether you saw this in the Blue Zone, Tar, the increased role and profile of Indigenous communities and women. Um, And I think that was fantastic to see. So first of all, just the Indigenous communities. So it's vital, obviously, ensuring that their voices are heard in the negotiations, which we have seen, I think, more so this time at any this COP, more than any COP, uh, you know, local knowledge of Indigenous communities. It's just vital for restoring and protecting nature um, and their leaders and the nature-based solutions. So I thought that was good to see. Always more to be done, but I was really happy to see that from my end. Yeah, and, and you know, in, in the Blue Zone, they had um, what we would traditionally call a, a trade fair, you know, uh, if we, we turn up and we put our little stall out and, and talk about ourselves as a company. But instead of a company, it was a country. Mm. Um, And in this room, there was like um, stalls for every country in the world. And the indigenous folks had fantastic um, opportunity to share their their messages and and their hopes. Um, And they had the same space and were alongside the bigger geographies. And I think that was good as well, because people had the opportunity to stop and listen and understand that you know the the impact of climate change is very real and more real for those folks than for a lot of us actually because you know it's their livelihoods and and their plant they're part of the planet that's that's under attack so i think giving them that kind of a, a a platform was fantastic and and absolutely i didn't until you just said it i didn't really think about the the number of women versus men because it was about mm. parity you know, I it didn't. You know, it just seemed like a, a a fair representation of the planet actually that was that was having the conversation. Which, now that you mention it, you know, is is extraordinary actually. So yeah, absolutely, um, a yeah, very, very good thing. And it's it's a really good point. So you know, it it, it disproport climate change. It disproportionately affects the most vulnerable populations, as we know. So you know, indigenous groups and specifically women and girls. Um, as we know, kind of in these vulnerable populations women and children uh, women and girls they do face barriers to education employment and it's making sure with them being on the front line of climate change we need to get their voices heard um in the negotiations making sure that obviously we uh, gender responsive kind of climate finance addresses climate change but it also address reduces gender inequality yeah so yeah just making sure that we proportionately pay attention to the different needs of men and women it's pretty vital for climate change yeah. negotiations going forward and, and i think that this conference was very aware of that without mm. being overtly um, on it so i think you know that, i think that's a triumph um, mm. for them that said i guess you know from a cgi point of view and thinking about ourselves um we probably do need to do some things differently is the takeaway i you know i sat on the train saturday morning heading back home you know, quite a long train trip and thinking about what, what I would do differently. And, and I think, you know, obviously at a personal level, there's things that we all need to do. But as a company, um, we also need to do a few things. And you're on the front of um, our work in this space in terms of the race to zero. There's, was there anything particular that you heard or saw that you're going to suggest we do differently now? Um, I think for me, I mean, we've obviously got our carbon reduction roadmap and plan, but I guess um, going back to the business community, it's really making sure that we are targeting as well supply chain, which we are already, CGI UK. 
Um, but making sure that we really work with our suppliers on, okay, if they don't have their net zero plans or science-based targets, how can we help them? How can we educate them? How can we collaborate to work together? Because we're all on this journey. So it's all very well if we got our own house in order. But if our suppliers, you know, aren't on the same roadmap, then we're not going to achieve what we need to achieve. So I guess that keto query, again, just reiterated the supply chain in the business yeah. community. But also, again, just from a personal point of view and for members, everyone has a role to play um, in this. So, yes, we've got our CGI targets, but um, what can you do in your personal life to reduce your carbon footprint? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and, and going, you're right about our supply chain and, and the other folks that, that made me ponder hard um, were our clients, you know. So mm. when they ask us to build a new solution for them, are, are we doing enough to point out what the impact from a carbon point of view is of, of the platform that we're building? So twofold, are we being thoughtful about the design, et cetera, so that we, you know, we make it as light a touch as we can in terms of consumption of electricity, et cetera, but also um, are we pointing out to them that what, what the impact of their solution will be more widely, you know, in terms of um, impact on, on their carbon footprint by having this new solution and we we do need to do more work on that um i've asked a few people yourself included to go away and think about this for me because i think any any bid that we do now going forward we should be able to quickly reach a calculation and then ponder whether and what the answer is in terms of offsetting if there is like a, a negative impact um from carbon as a result of the of the it solution Exactly. And I totally agree with that, Tara. I mean, that's that's um, the kind of bid tool we've talked about, isn't it? But bid yeah. tool, but also for all projects and knowing the data at the start is key. So building that tool, making sure we have that data and then, OK, we're looking at that data. What can we do to reduce that carbon footprint or like you say, offset? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is in the pipeline. Coming. And I did think about the personal impact as well and the wider impact, you know, that whole business about the cloud being like your garage, really and how you just dump everything in the clouds yeah. <laughs> you know if you're yeah. like, you don't want to see my garage um and also probably don't want to see my area on the cloud as a result of it you know <laughs> but yeah a bit of a cleanup um getting rid of all of those photos that you know where i've got my eyes shut anyhow or you know i've got four of the same picture and only needed one etc i'm definitely from a personal point of view having a go at tidying that up and look, having a hard look at my phone this week and getting rid of stuff um, but I'm also actively encouraging myself and therefore everybody else to look at our inboxes because, you know, you know, shame to say I had 16,000 emails in my inbox um, just through apathy, really. Um, so I'm taking a letter from the alphabet a day at the moment <laughs> since I've come back and I'm on C. Um, it, it, I wish I'd started at Z, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, A was a toughie, I have to say. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of trying, and I have taken 4,000 emails out as a result. Um, and that's, you know, I know, um, I'm quite pleased with myself. And I do, I've got to get over the hump of the, the, the dark middle letters that are going to hurt me, I know. But I'm thinking we all need to try and, and live a little bit more lighter and not have as much of a, an impact through idleness, really. And, you know, and for me, it's, I'm sure other people have lots of other better reasons. But for me, I just read and rather than read and delete or file i just leave you know and and then you just get this giant lump of data and i know some of our team are saying well does it really matter and i think it does actually because it's just you know again it's unnecessary and you know that data needs storing and 
you know, it's not magic, the cloud. It all ends up coming back to huge server farms somewhere that are plugged in. So, yeah, no. Just realising that, I think. You're totally right. It, it totally matters. I mean, everything we do in our lives, everything has a carbon footprint, as we know. So and we've got our energy, our diet, our travel, the way we invest. I mean, that's yeah. another topic in itself. Um, yeah. But yeah, just little things like that, like going through emails. That's fantastic. I'm actually making my way through my photos. So oh, yes. ever since COP, I'm just, yeah, just getting rid of so many photos. But just really having a look at your tech, a, a greener way to use your tech is just a step in the right direction. And, you know, people say this to me, they say, what what could I do to reduce my comfort? But they say, well, when you wake up just every day, just think, how could you live a bit of a greener life? Whether that's how you travel to work that day, even if you travel at all, um, the energy in your house, just generally switching things off. They don't all need to be on. Um, obviously, yeah, your computer so. needs to be on because we're working. But <laughs> yeah. and, and what you eat as well, maybe just making little improvements and changes there. So it's. People say, well, there's a bigger issue here. Am my tiny actions going to make a difference? They are. I'm a big believer that small actions make a huge difference and the influences change as well to others, which is yeah. vital. I totally agree. And I think encouraging our members to think that way um, and make it a little easier as well. So as you know, we have the... Um, member benefits around um, leasing electric vehicles and we're actively looking at expanding that now to look at solar panels and heat mm. pumps etc so people can assess what's going on in their lives and then use our schemes in order to invest in a you know a, an affordable way that spreads the payments um, and get builds in whatever tax breaks and benefits are available i think that we can help like that and that might encourage i think the uptake of electric cars this year is is um, very very significant so you know, and we are putting all the charge points out in all our offices as well, so that mm. you know, if you get to the office, you can get home. So, you know, I kind of get our responsibility as employers, but our impo- responsibility as individuals is equal as important. You're right. So, you know, having a few days a week where you don't eat meat, etc., thinking, do you need to drive? Could you get, you know, get a train, or do you really need to go? You know, accepting that we need we're a people business and we need to see each other. Do we need to see each other if we're just going to be sitting on teams when we get there? It's, it's a perfectly reasonable question, I think. Exactly. Yeah. And then I guess bringing that back to COP, it's the the kind of people movement. You know, we've seen the people protests over the trust. We didn't have a COP last year because of the pandemic. So people protests have gathered momentum significantly in the climate space, which is fantastic to see. And the youth movement. So just bringing that back, that's that's all to do with the people, you know, the energy that we saw in Glasgow through the people protests and just just through the youth movement I just thought it was amazing to see and there's a reason why we're seeing all these amazing pledges and commitments coming out it's not just because the negotiations it's because you know the world movement around climate change and that begins with the people yeah totally agree and you know and we've been taking nature for granted for way too long as you know mm. people and societies the UK has been shocking at amount of species that have have gone out of being under our watch you know and the fact that we as a country committing to stopping that um by 2030 and trying to reverse it i think is really important but again as individuals you know you can have a pond in your garden you can have a bit of a wildflower area you can you can do a few things in your little bit of of the planet to help and you know and as a company we've signed up to being nature positive and we'll try and do a few things around our offices as well and how we behave to try and live us alongside nature rather than replacing it which you know in times gone by was more of a you know knee-jerk reaction you don't need all that green mode grass around your office you know you really don't you can mm. let some of it grow longer and and be a bit more thoughtful about the ecosystem that you're existing in 
And then reflecting on the whole week, Tara, was there a highlight moment that really stood out for you? Yeah, you know, the the probably the thing I'll remember for the rest of my life, actually, was uh, wandering into the plenary session at the Blue Zone, which took quite a lot of wandering, actually, with ID and what have you, and then sitting down and not really realising what I'd turned up for, and then seeing... Uh, Boris Johnson, Joe Biden, Bill Gates, Prince, Prince William, uh, Mahindra Modi, and it just went on and on and on. All of these people on the stage, I just kind of sat there with my mouth open thinking, wow, that's quite an impressive group of people to talk. So I think that will, I, even now I haven't really processed that particular part of the week. So yeah, that's my highlight moment. Um, and yourself, what, what stands out for you? Well, I don't think I can beat that, Tara, because <laughs> that sounds pretty impressive. Um, but I did have a really special moment on the Wednesday morning. I went early to the Green Zone. It was a beautiful morning that morning as well. I remember walking there. And I went to listen to a talk on Indigenous clean energy. And I didn't really know what to expect. It was basically on Energy Day, but it was with the Indigenous groups. And I was listening to this chief from the Yukon in Canada talking about his community of how they've invested in renewables in their in their space um, and very much the whole community is run on uh, solar panels renewable energy but also they then make money from the renewables and invest it back into the community and it's a way to bring the people together as well so they're looking after the the land and looking after the people and I just thought it was just such a fascinating way to link it all together. And he was talking a lot about the energy of the people and the energy of the renewables. And I just felt, yeah, it was a really special talk. So that's kind of stayed with me. Yeah, no, that's a lovely moment. Thanks for sharing that. So a fun week then in conclusion, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> a very fun week. Yeah, a fantastic week. Uh, just great to see the change and, you know, the pledges and commitments coming out, but also just great to be with clients and partners and CGI colleagues. So yeah. Yeah, totally. Overall, a week to remember. Fun. Yeah, it was a week to remember. And I suspect, when, you know, when we're older, um, which is nearer for me than for you, we'll look back <laughs> on this time and think, yeah, that, you know, we, it was a privilege to be part of COP26. It feels like a turning point and we were lucky enough to be there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am very grateful for our opp- the opportunity given to us by um, working for CGI. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for that, Pippa. I really enjoyed that chat. really appreciate it. Yeah, great to chat. Thanks, Tara. Thanks a lot.